This is Jack Gottlieb with the L&D Transformation Podcast where business leaders share their advice. It's five questions in nine minutes because talent development needs to create value and generate results quickly that balance immediate needs and long-term transformation. So let's get to it. In a few sentences, please tell us who you are and what you do. Sure. Hey, so hi, I'm Mike Ohada. I'm the Chief Learning Officer at KPMG. And my job is really providing strategic leadership for learning across our 37,000 plus professionals and also support the Latin America region as well with the learning strategy. Our focus is really around learning experience, you know, how we attune that to career management around the rapidly changing, evolving skills of our professionals. And, and probably fundamental to all of that is really setting forth a skills first strategy, which underpins how we think about our workforce, the talent of our people, the capabilities of our firm, and ultimately the success of our businesses in the marketplace. Yeah, one of the things that you just kind of beautifully alluded to there, and we talked a little bit about this, you know, in the past, is this kind of intersection, right? Skills first, capability driven. How does that drive our organization? What does it mean in the environment that we're in today? Whether it's, you know, AI, whether it's just changing needs of landscape, but it's all an intersection. What is the best thing, Mike, about being in learning and development right now? Yeah, it, um, you know, I think the really wonderful part about being in learning today is that skills really are at the forefront of this notion of talent. And I do think the word talent sometimes gets a little bit overused and sometimes can be yeah. used euphemistically to talk about resources, meeting our people. And when you think about it, learning often, I think, historically has this somewhat self-imposed box being in this factory that produces training and learning for our folks. And then as over time, we've tried to evolve ourselves to think about learning experience. We talk about being learning architects. Then we really focus on measurement and trying to prove out the return on investment around what we spend on learning. We tend to glom onto technology things like adaptive learning. We've, you know, like you talked about um, artificial intelligence, you know, we look at AI. We have this new phrase, learning in the flow of work. And, and really, in all of these things, it's really around the role. The one constancy is the role of learning is that we're there to help develop the skills and capabilities of our people and ultimately for our business and, and for our employee, employees. Because at the end of the day, our people are what's going to deliver our goods and our services to our customers. That's a great point, right? Because ironically... The continued acceleration of AI on top of, of course, other parallels that have been going on, but this being such a rocket ship rivals a little bit of it's kind of the dot-com era when every every company that was going to do something on the internet was, was getting funded, right? And it's we've got to be careful because while it's great and there's a lot of potential, and forget even the risk, it's, you know, my, my view is technology is meant to extend human touch, not replace it, right? We're not... <laughs> This is not iRobot with Will Smith. This is not Terminator 2. Like we, we're not, we're not, right? We're not eliminating society, but we want to better enable it. And I think you bring up a great point of where does that sit though in the agenda that's still key? Skills first, capability driven. How do we enable the, the needs, goals, known, unknown of our customers? And obviously that that's critical, regardless of the support around it. So with that being said, like yourself. Executives within learning, HR, talent, certainly just C-suite in general, everybody continues to say, look, there will continue to be dramatic shifts. Learning and development, 
human capital in general, all kind of based on this and other things that we need to talk about. How do you see things continually shifting or evolving? Yeah, there's, there's a couple of things I think in this shift, and 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 actually I think you know a lot of business leaders have this like tacit theory that learning is a kind of utility function. It's an engine that chart, you know, this kind of you know kind of just pushes out training and learning. And and I think there's some really key things to keep in mind. Like for example, just as you talked about, when you think around the human element of what we do, is is that is that um, and when you think around talent and all the initiatives and around organized tra- uh, organizational strategies around talent, at the heart of this are the skills and capabilities of our people, right? So while it's really important to build out the skills to make us effective in our businesses, we also have to think around the skill development and the learning experiences that are meaningful to our people. So we can do both. It is not an either or, it's an and in that sense that we can be successful in our business strategies, but our business strategies enabling our people to have meaningful careers. And I would actually say, guys, we get a little more tactical about a meaningful work to be done, right? So, you know, for if you think about the current environment, we've been hyper-focused on this notion of upskilling, rapid reskilling. You know, we, we, we kind of rally around, we've had this focus over the last few years around re-engaging with the notion of durable skills. And for all intents and purposes, a lot of that is at the heart of it is, is, uh, is leadership skills. And leadership skills we've made out is really is that's the part of the capability of people that allows us to be adaptable and agile over time. Yeah. Right. And so, but the opportunity in addition to that is really like, how do we then think around all this capability and then start to rethink work design, right? And it's, it's not going back to business process outsourcing. It's not thinking about the tertiary process level work you know, or that low value stuff that we want to parse out and send somewhere else or push off to another kind of resource model. It's really thinking around what what are the accretive skills that come together, right? And the work that we want to retain. So we tend to think of high value, low value. And I actually think it's not so much high value and low value. It's really around what's the work that actually makes sense for us and how does that come together? What are the skills clusters that come together in a model and how is that accretive to the work that we get done and so you may decide that have a gig set of work that's actually really high-end work but it makes sense because we don't have the wherewithal as a business maybe to have a large group of people who are doing that kind of work so what are our core competencies is kind of that old age-old question what are the core skills that actually can drive us and then think around strategically what are the skills that we need today tomorrow, the day after that, which ones are going to go away and which ones are going to be replaced. And that's where we get back into that skills first strategy. I think it's really important for us to think around. There's there's a lot of stuff that we can uh, rethink and how work gets redesigned. Um, so let me pause there and see how that works. No, I think it's a phenomenal point. Look, you think in the bigger, broad depth, just to validate your point on financial services, right? audit to tax, to wealth management, to banking, just we can keep, just keep covering it all. We're in a place now we've been for quite a, a couple of decades now, we're more than that, around three decades. Financial services being integrated and clean and tight is not, I mean, but that's expected. I'm expecting for the most part that what I do online, I can do on my desktop, manage my banking, my wealth management, my, my mortgage, whether it's one institution or multiple. If it's a B2B play where I've got KPMG, 
I've also got VOA and, and Merrill, or I've got GP Morgan. I have a way to kind of integrate all that, whether it's financial applications, my own desktop. I want everything clean. I don't want things separate. That's our external way of business. Internally, that's what learning is turning into, and it's always needed to, to your point, skills first. How does it drive the capability? It's integrated. It's not this separate thing. I completely acknowledge that. I think, it, I, think it's, I think it's huge. On that end, because we both know this is not commonplace. We want it societally, organizationally, but there are organizations at all tiers, yours included, right? This isn't just all the Fortune 500, 100 plus, well, we all have it and everybody else, no, it's all over. What piece of advice, thoughts, strategies, or just recommendations would you give the folks embarking on the same journey of it's not just bigger, better, brighter technology or tools or programming. Sure, but how we enable and drive it, what would you share with me? Yeah, I, yeah, I think, you know, I get this sense once in a while when I, when I talk with learning professionals, there's a little bit of this desire to get a seat at the table. And it's a little bit around uh, more of a sentiment around being included and in playing in, uh, at, in any game. And I would actually say is just logically is when you think around again, like how work gets done, like people design work, people design things, they sell things, right? They customer service, so even with automation, you said at some point you still have a person in that workflow as it were. And so there's a lot of what we do in the value, the organizational value, the value chain of a business is actually done with people, right? Even with automation that comes along. And so it's not so much as that we want to be included in a larger game. It's really around articulating the fact of the matter is that if people are a resource, right, and the skills and the capabilities of what we do, it makes sense for us to have a seat at the appropriate table or the appropriate role at the table of being a business partner and advisor And as we develop our business strategies. Because at the end of the day, we're going to get stuff done with people. And so it's kind of moving away um, from this notion around you know, we need to be inclusive really around like, no, we need to think strategically because the people are part of the strategic um, equation here for how things work. So I think that's probably the most important thing that that I would say to talent leaders. The the other thing that I would say is that, you know, science has made us really get into this, like reducing complexity into simpler and smaller things. So we have this whole focus around reductionism, right? And, you know, we live in this complex and increasingly unpredictable world. When you think about it, training is really great. It's fantastic for preparing somebody to exercise a skill in a context that we can predict and control. But the education of our folks in our, our, in our, in our own lives is about being able to apply those skills in situations we've had no ability to predict or to control them. And so if we only think around pushing out training on these predictable situations, we miss the opportunity around really the development of the education. So go back to like those durable skills that creates this workforce that's adaptable, that's agile, right? And when you think about it, and it's really, it's really that part of it where we become a learning organization. So learning isn't only about skills that we need to figure out as a function our role in helping our, our businesses become learning organizations because the adaptability, the agility of the organization over time, that's success. That's business strategy. 
right? So I think that's where we want to get to. So I would say that's the other really big thing to be thinking about it. And if we're not thinking about how people fit into that, then we're, we may actually have to pause and say, what else are we missing? Because that's to me is a really significant piece of any growth strategy. It's a great point. We're so focused at times training someone because it's their job, it's their role, that's the work responsibility. But what we're hired to do is, yes, we're hired for a job, but we're paid to achieve results, impact. And that's a different, to your point, mindset and approach because it's about, a, and you said it earlier, which was great language, it's a value change, not a workflow. And in many ways, the seat at the table, while there may be an overall table sitting at the beginning of that value chain, sometimes it's, nope, I'm going to actually go get a seat and a desk down the chain and also the beginning of the chain. I'm going to have multiple tables. And you may not even realize I'm here, but I'm already here. I got to show and do, not just be asked to be included because I see the value I can have at different parts of it, whether it's the commercial R&D whether it's, but it doesn't make a difference. Commercial R&D, the functional work itself. It's a great point. It's a really, really key point. Let me ask a, a bonus question before we wrap up. What do you think folks need to do in order to start to build or to enable space to have that strategic muscle, right? Whether it's end of every week is, look, you've got to grab, an, and I'm giving overly simplistic here, an hour, monthly and quarterly without question, is at least two to three, if not more, getting time with your stakeholders and intersect that. What, what do you think is to operationalize that so they start to build the momentum in this way? Yeah. yeah, I think like many things that work in our in our business environment, it's around building out the relationships and the network across the leadership team and the credibility of the insights we have on people and organizational design. So, you know, if you... If you, again, if you sit in the context and talk from the position of learning as a factory that produces training with great instructional design, and this is in no means a disrespect for great instructional design because there's absolutely a role there. But, the, but actually at the end of the day, what everybody's focused on doing is actually designing the capabilities of the organization through the skills development of our people, right? And you can do that at a at a micro level and, and various layers of macro level levels. And, and it's building out a conversation across the leadership that says, hey, this is what we do. We're not just here to develop training and training programs or learning experiences. We're here to help design the capabilities of our business. Let's go do that, right? Together. And now we're not now we're having a conversation that's much more strategic in nature. So it's not about claiming the word strategy, right? Because there's everybody in business leadership wants to claim the word strategy and seeing be seen as strategic. It's really setting in the motion around what are the strategic levers that we can influence, that we can work with, that we bring to the table. And and our ability to shape and mold the human resource part of a, any enterprise is what's really key. Yeah, you, you bring a great point because it's, it's a working backwards approach. If I, as an organization, working with KPMG and it's providing me the financial solidarity, strength, and direction, right, to continue on my journey or expand my journey forward based on whatever work I might be using KPMG for, well, there's an understanding of the of my business. There's an understanding of how it intersects um, 
pain points or pressures or timing of what's going on. Then it connects to the services. Then it connects to that level of intelligence around that. How you ask me those questions. And then we start getting into skills. But those skills to get to the capabilities is a natural thread to your point. That's what we're enabling. It's not the skills to buy themselves. It's the capabilities that they will help connect. Because we're creating a platform for them to actually do that. Not skill ready, but not business ready, which is capability. I love that. Yeah. All right. Final question, because I could do this with you uh, forever. This has been great. Who who inspires you the most? Who or what inspires you the most? So it, it may seem simplistic and maybe off stated, but it really is the people, our people, the people that I work with, um, our employees, our professionals. And, and here's why, because... In spite of what we can do, can't do, wish we would, might have done, could have done, only if leaders did what they should have done, you know, there's really no excuses around this. Our employees will find a way to rise above it all. And, you know, um, and they do. They find a way to build the skills and experiences because if we're not helping them do it, they're going to figure it out. You know, at the end of the day, they deliver on our business commitments. They deliver on our goals. And the question for us really is, do we do it together? Because they're going to find a way to do it. So let's figure out how to do it together. And so that's what inspires me every day is, is the resilience that. of our people. I love that. I love that. Cause, and you, you told a story that really elevates us to beyond everyone saying that why why that really matters to you. That was, it was great. It was great. It was, Mike, it was, it was such a pleasure having you on the insights and the, just the perspective pragmatically to how we not only need to think, but really the intersection of where that comes into how we actually enable the organization. And when we do that, we're actually enabling the pass of our people at the same time. It's great. This is Jack Gottlieb with the LMD Transformation Podcast. For more insights and ideas, you can go to our brand new uh, page uh, and uh, place for our podcast, as well as on Apple, Spotify, and Google. Thanks so much, Mike. Thank you.